Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer of the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article from NewYorkTimes.com from this past week, thanks to Tanzania Vega. She's the author of it. And it's about uh, baths. They're going to revive the penny loafer. Now, I thought this was interesting because we all know what's happened with Sperry Top Cider. Um, they kind of got a whole new reemergence into the marketplace with their fun, festive colors. Well, it sounds like Bass is saying, hey, why don't we do the same thing with the penny loafer? So they have got a holistic campaign that's launched. Now, I didn't know this, but penny loafer's been around for 77 years, and there hasn't been a campaign out about it for 20. And so now what's happening is their new president, uh, who came over a year ago from KEDS, is saying it's time to revive it. And so they're, they're elevating the penny from the penny loafer. Um, so it's all this kind of kitschy stuff around the penny. So they'll have an e-commerce website, a Facebook application, as well as Twitter that'll have the hashtag power to the penny. There'll be digital banner ads and in-store marketing materials. It's going to all be aimed at consumers 24 to uh, 45. And um, they also are going to have a charitable overlay. They're going to donate 100 pennies to the I Have a Dream Foundation. And I Have a Dream provides scholarships uh, to underprivileged kids who want to attend college. So um, really, you know, the penny loafers kind of taken a back seat as, as I mentioned, Perry's Top Ciders come out. Cole Hahn came out with these fun festive wingtips and Oxfords. Um, but, but now it sounds like the Weijin is going to come out with patent leather, camouflage, silver, gold, blue, red, green, pink, and yellow, priced from $98 to $138. So lots of fun things to, to be aware of there. So if you're in the market for casual shoes, you might want to check out the penny loafer. Our purse profile today isn't buying penny loafers. She's buying gym shoes. She's the gym bag goddess, very fitness-oriented, seeing health and wellness as a duty for herself and her family. She participates in sporting events. She runs, goes to the gym. She's married 
uh, with children and has an income of over $60,000 a year. Uh, she's act active, energetic, adventure-seeking, as you might imagine, uh, loves uh, novelty and change, experimenting with new styles. She considers herself very practical, um, and she shops for bargains for sure. Um, when it comes to brands, um, she's shopping at Macy's and Herberger's and Kohl's. Uh, cars, she's driving a Honda and a Toyota. And when it comes to designers, you know, it's, it's Calvin Klein, Ann Taylor, Mud, Victoria's Secrets are a few of her favorites. And when it comes to media, she's kind of all over the map. Everything from parenting to Cosmo to self to fitness, even Weight Watchers and Shape are tops for her. Um, and then um, websites, uh, kind of, again, social connection. Uh, might be bargain shopping on eBay, uh, familyfun.com, looking for ideas uh, to do with her family. Well, my guest today knows a lot about classic brands and also about active women. Uh, she combines both of them at her last two, sh her last two stops. Leslie, Leslie Prevish, you know Leslie if you've been listening to the show. She spent many a year at Harley-Davidson Motor Company. She was the women's segment lead uh, position she lobbied to create. And, you know, her talented team uh, really created campaigns across advertising, PR website, email, social event, and retail. And then uh, she went on to a successful career at Trek Bikes, where she managed global marketing for town and women's uh, specific design, bikes, and accessories. And her team increased uh, Trek women's road bike sales by 8% uh, in 2011. And then now she started her own shop, Prebish Marketing. And I'm sure you're not surprised, focused on marketing to women and uh, integrating her passion for action sports. So we're going to hear more from Leslie and what's going on with Privish Marketing, as well as how you can engage in sports marketing sponsorships and partnerships and what you need to know before you do. More when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. 
Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Market Edge with Glenn Engler. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Joining me now is Leslie Previs of Previs Marketing and a friend of Purse Strings. Welcome back to the show, Leslie. Uh, thank you, Maria. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's so fabulous to have you back on. I know you've been on a couple of different times. Each and every time, uh, you've had something fun to share. And um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I think the first time you were on, you were on for Harley and then on for Trek Bikes, and now you're on um, as your own consultancy. So congratulations on that. And I know you're focusing on marketing to women, which is no surprise at all, given your experience, your depth of experience in that area. So tell us a little bit about what you're offering there. Uh, sure. Well, you know, I love my time both at Harley and Trek, uh, helping companies, you know, really target strategies uh, to bring women into the fold. Uh, and now I'm doing it for outdoor industry and motorsports brands, um, really being able to focus on who is that woman that's most likely to be interested in the product or service. How do you get them? Uh, you know, there's a lot of companies out there marketing to women, some in the right way, some in the wrong way. So I really want to help them do it the right way and, you know, and track what it is that they're doing and, and make it successful. Well, and I know with summer, you know, we're kind of in the midst of summer right now, and there's so much going on around the country, so many sports-related events, whether it's triathlons, which I know you have a personal passion for, or so many, you know, there seems like there's so many races. Race for the Cure, of course, has a huge one, marathons, you name it. It feels like there's an event for almost every cause. Um, and you yourself have pulled off many an event uh, while at Trek and, of course, at Harley. So, um, you know, why do you think sports sponsorships and partnerships have been so powerful in reaching women over the last few years? Well, I, I tell you what, as a person that's done about 50 races in the last <laughs> Six years, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of brands that are out there, and, you know, like I said, they're doing a fantastic job, uh, and other ones, they're just standing with a little table in a booth and, you know, eyes up to the sky going, what am I doing here? Uh, but really, you know, sports sponsorships are, are the perfect place to have that face-to-face conversation with a woman and with her friend. You know, she's usually not there alone. So you can show your product or service and, and really tell her and show her how it'll make her life easier or, or just more fun. Uh, a lot of brands that I've seen at races uh, and events are there to launch new products. So they want to get some feedback, you know, get some t- testimonials, and use these influencers to really spread the word. Uh, demos are fantastic. Uh, when I was at Harley and the track, you know, we had demo rides for the motorized vehicles and the pedal vehicles. And watching those women come back with grins on their faces and just feeling the difference 
of that product, uh, you, you can't replicate that on a website or through social media. Mm-hmm. So it's just a fantastic opportunity to have that uh, in-person conversation with women. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know uh, just historically from research that when you have that one-on-one experience that you're talking about, it is incredible powerful because it just increases the chatter online, you know, as women yeah. kind of share that experience with other women, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and if you can do some social media right there at the event. Uh, that gets them and their friends and everybody excited and hyped up. And, you know, at the end of the race, they want to share. How many people have seen, oh, I ran a 5K today or a 10K on a friend's Facebook page, and that gets you excited. So, uh, it's a you know it's a great opportunity for immediate sharing of, of the uh, success and happiness mm-hmm. that they have. Well, and I know a lot of companies um, each and every year are having to decide how to spend their partnership and sponsorship dollars, and it can be hard, I think, in determining what's exactly the right thing to do. So I'm curious what your thoughts are and what companies should consider when selecting the right partners because they aren't all created equal. No, definitely not. And I've I've been on the end of the of good ones, and I've been on the end of <laughs> not so good ones. <laughs> so I think uh, the first thing is to really look at the partnership's customer base. You know, who are these women? Get their demographics, their psychographics. Um, find out what else they're doing. Are they also, you know, in yoga, bicycling, running, hiking? What are the other things that they're doing? And make sure that it aligns with your brand, the product and service that you offer. Uh, the second thing, make sure that company is promoting the event and they are a professional company. Uh, they're not just sitting on their duff. Uh, one example, the Rock and Roll Marathon Series is fantastic at that, promoting the events, and 65% of their runners are women. So that's a great series to consider. Um, at track, one of the things that I did is to think about new markets. And you know, as a bicycling brand, we didn't just sponsor bicycling events. Uh, I started running, I started sponsoring running races, which first my boss was like, what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm. But, you know, myself, I've been a runner for 20 years and started cycling five years ago for cross training. And what we found at those running races is that there are all these women who are interested in cycling. So also consider, you know, what might be an affiliate sport or something else that you could reach new markets. I love that. Yeah, because we're not we're not all just, you know, runners, right? We may practice mm-hmm. yoga or we may uh, practice meditation or maybe we're into off-road biking. So, but it really has to start, though, what I hear you say is understand who's who's participating in those events. Exactly. And if they don't know, then ask them to do a survey. Uh, I've done that a couple of times. Uh, find out what's the, you know, what was the interest in your product uh, and also brand penetration. So it's a good baseline to have as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's the event, as we talked about, what happens, you know, at the event itself, but how you activate it holistically is really where the gold is. I mean, there's so many messaging platforms. We already talked a little bit about Um, having some social applications around the event. But talk, if you would, with your vast experience and, as you said, 50-plus of these kinds of things. Talk about how you really bring that partnership to life so it it provides the full ROI that that you've invested. 
Yeah, well, definitely, it's not just about showing up with a table and a banner. Uh, yeah. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to do a lot more than that. Um, communicating beforehand is important. Uh, I asked a couple of the uh, series that I worked with to actually put an email sign-up checkbox on the race registration online, so that I could start communicating with them as soon as they signed up for the race to say, hey. You know, you might need this bike or an upgrade or these are some accessories that could make you go faster or be more comfortable. So think about how you can communicate before the event, uh, also through the partner's messages. So in the contract, uh, you know, have a certain number of social media and email mentions and get those messages to them. Don't let them craft your messages. You know, have that one or two sentences and a great photo of somebody using your product that's relevant and get that out to them. Be proactive with that. Then the last thing, on the website, you know, don't just have a logo. See if they'll have a logo and a few lines talking about your brand and making it a little bit more personal. Well, and how do you personalize the brand? Because it is all about how that that participant sees the brand, maybe to begin with. So how do you make it more relevant and more personal, would you say? Well, I'd say, you know, finding somebody who did the event previously with your product or service and has a quote that says, hey, this made me faster, more comfortable, Mm -hmm. uh, and using that in the social media or online uh, on the website. So making, and you might have to find that, but ask the sponsor, or I'm sorry, ask the the, um, the series, ask them if they have any examples that they they could share that you could use to promote your brand. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, you know that brand halo can extend for a good long time after the event is over too, can't it, Leslie? Absolutely. Uh, you know, communicating immediately after the event is important. We always did sign-ups. So uh, the first year, when I started at Trek, we only collected 500 leads on emails from events. That was kind of set in place before I started. And, you know, coming from Harley, which knows everything about every event and the ROI on that, uh, I brought some key learnings. And so by the second year that I was there, uh, we actually brought in more than 100,000 email leads. And wow. we made sure that within a week, uh, these people got a thank you for stopping by and, you know, continued communication to talk about uh, our products and services and, again, how they were fun, how they were relevant to those brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so social media is another way. We grew the Facebook from Trek Women from 5,000 to 50,000 over those two years. A lot of that was from events, uh, you know, people seeing our Facebook logo, and we would take pictures and say, hey, we're going to have a photo album on Facebook, and including that Facebook link in the post-event email uh, was very important as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and those are two key learnings. Were there other learnings that you think that people listening today who may be considering a sports-related event really should have on their radar when it comes to connecting with women in specific? Uh, Yeah, actually, a couple of things. One is to have a fully integrated plan and a schedule of communication. So think about the partnership not just as event on site, but social media, website, email, uh, advertising, all the areas, and have that schedule of communication ready through your avenues and the partner's avenues. The second thing is um, 
think about the other sponsors who are with the series and how they can help you increase your reach. Uh, when I was at track, I sponsored the Iron Girl series. They do running and triathlon events. And they also have Athleta as their title sponsor. So at some of the races, we would host a yoga for cycling seminar that showed the Athleta clothes and also our bikes. Um, I also did an in-store promotion with them on the West Coast with a local Trek retailer, and that helped build awareness for the market, and also it helped their local retailer make some connections to a new audience. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, I think that holistic approach, as you say, is really where the power comes in, um, because I think one of the things that I have seen happen, of course, not with our clients, <laughs> we know better, uh, but, you know, just thinking that showing up is is the way that it's, and, and just looking at what happens on the ground as opposed to what happens uh, with business um, long out. And as it depends on the event, Leslie, but it, is there quite a long tail on some of these things? I mean, are we looking at, you know, maybe they're not they're not looking to purchase a new bike right now, but maybe in 12 months they will. I mean, how long do you think people should be tracking results from an event? I would say at least a year or two. And what you can do is keep those emails, keep that information, and survey the participants. Uh, I used to do that at the end of the season and ask, uh, you know, did our sponsorship uh, drive you to our, our website? Uh, or to visit a de- uh, retailer, um, or to sign up for our email, or, or buy something. And that was helpful to understand the baseline with that series and see if it moved the needle the following year. I think also just communicating with the folks uh, on a monthly basis or quarterly basis just to see where they're at, uh, I think that helps a ton. Uh, coupons are immediate. I mean, that's something that I, uh, not, you know, not as much with bicycles sometimes, but whenever I go to events and I'm walking around and, and people are handing out samples and, and they don't have any tracking right then and there, I think, well, how hard is it to, you know, get a coupon mm-hmm. with a specific code on it? So I think there's one immediate way, but, you know, going out, I'd say a year or two, uh, you know, it might take some time if it's their first introduction to your product. And it's, you know, and it's not a $5 product, <laughs> so that might take a little time. Yeah, definitely. If it, it yeah, there definitely may take some time, especially with bikes and, and motorcycles. I mean, depending on, yeah. those are not cheap things. Uh, true, so true, true. quite the investment. Um, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break, but I do want to talk a little bit more about ROI. Um, and yes. Because, um, in fact, we have, I have a personal example I want to share, too, on how do you sell it in? And then if the ROI isn't immediate, how do you convince um, your executives that um, it's worth doing again when maybe all those results aren't coming in? So more from Leslie with Previous Marketing when we return after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Affiliate Marketing Today, since 2004, the best source for affiliate marketing news, views, and education. Your source for getting the most out of your affiliate marketing strategies. Affiliate Marketing Today, on demand anytime, inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Leslie Prevish of Prevish Marketing, and you all, if you listen to Purse Strings, you know Leslie. She was at Harley, then at Trek Bikes, and now has her own consultancy based in the Denver area around, of course, uh, marketing to women, which is her deep, deep knowledge in that area, but also sports-related marketing. And we've been talking a lot today about really what it takes to really have those partnerships and sponsorships pay off when it comes to marketing to women using sports-related um, sponsorships. And right before the break, Leslie, you were talking about, you know, kind of the ROI with some instant things with around couponing at the event, but also, you know, those Facebook numbers and surveys, you know, going out to the participants on a regular basis and surveying them. Uh, but we were also talking about the longer tail on some of those more expensive products, whether it be motorcycles or bikes. It could be one to two years before you actually see the payoff of that event. So I am curious, number one, how, first, how do you sell in a partnership like this to maybe an organization that never has done one before? And then if the ROI isn't fully baked, before the next year's event, I mean, what are you, wh- how, how are you kind of demonstrating success in the short term? And I ask because um, I'm sure a lot of listeners out there are probably in the same situation. These events happen on an annual basis. Um, I just uh, su- had a successful event with one of our clients in which we, we drove a lot of consumer touch points, a lot of Facebook, a lot of Twitter activation, a lot of sales leads. 
but all the results aren't fully baked, and we need to we need to re up for next year. So I have a little personal interest in asking <laughs> asking that question as well. So so how do you sell it into organization that maybe has never done it, and then how do you sell it in again if if the ROI isn't all fully baked? Yeah, well, I think that if you you know if you've got the partner and they you know they have the you know, the psychographics and the demographics and the information about your consumer and you know that that's the right target, uh, I think that's key because it may take, like you said, a year or two and, you're, you know, you'll get the information that you drove 100,000 views to the website. Uh, I know that some brands have a calculator, uh, meaning, you know, if uh, 100,000 leads come in, then, you know, 10% of those are going to go by. Um, and that's, you know, that's one way to just make it a numbers game and show that, uh, you know, after a year or two that you have a certain number of lead email or website or whatever you're tracking and that you know, um, you know, 10% of those or 5% of those are going to buy products. Uh, as I mentioned, the, uh, you know, the survey actually asking the women you know, that you collect the information from, you know, what action did you take? That was probably the most powerful piece uh, that I did at the end of the season uh, to be able to understand, you know, which one of these properties should I re-up? And I had four properties at one point, and that helped me to understand mm-hmm. which, you know, which one was really the best one to go after. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. You aren't going to know that right away. Uh, sometimes... Sometimes it's the stories that you see and you feel at the event and what's happening. Uh, you'll know, you know, is this really the event that we should be at or these people? Um, and being able to capture whether it's video or email testimonials and have those for the C-suite, you know, for, for your boss to say, okay, you know, these are five people that we know bought products because of this event. Uh, retailers are a huge influence. Uh, so we would survey the, the retailers as well to ask, uh, you know, how many bikes did you sell from the sponsorship? Uh, and that being able to have that in the, you know, the final season uh, evaluation uh, was invaluable. Mm-hmm. So you really can collect, if you're, if you're smart and thoughtful, collect some data that shows that there, it's proving itself out, at least in the short term. And then, you know, after you're maybe 12, 18, even 24 months out, continuing to deliver that ROI back back to the organization. Uh, because, you know, it is all about sales. And I think sometimes, yeah. you know, sales are not immediate, especially with brands that have lower awareness. I mean, clearly, Harley, Trek, all, I'm sure, super high awareness. But don't you think that that could be a challenge just with low awareness um, products? Definitely. If, if nobody has seen your product before or a product like it and doesn't even understand what it is, uh, you're, it's going to be tough to convey that on a website. So the first time they see you may be when they're walking by your booth and you, you know get them to stop with uh, doing a sweepstakes or doing something else, something interactive, and make it simple and easy to understand how that product's going to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, make them happier, healthier, help their family. Uh, and, yeah, it may take a little bit of time. Uh, but if you follow up in the right ways, uh, you could have a triggered email series so that you get their information, they sign up for your email, and, you know, after a month you have one example, an email that goes out and talks about how great your product is, you know, and this person has used it in a certain way. 
and then, you know, the next month, try it again. Uh, and it may take a little bit of time, but um, there's no other way to to get your word out there and have people, you know, see it, touch it, feel it, except, uh, you know, except at events. That's mm-hmm. a, it's a, a perfect place. Yeah. And to your point, continuing that relationship. You know, it's yeah. not just a one and done. It is really creating a relationship with, with participants because they cared enough to show up the first time. Mm-hmm. And so trying, trying to sustain that momentum. So I'm curious, outside of the very successful events that you run, do you, are there others that you feel do a really fantastic job of reaching women? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a, there's a couple. I mentioned the Rock and Roll series. And what they do is they just make it a big party. Uh, they also have the women women's running series that they've started, and it's just all about having fun, uh, sharing the time with your girlfriends, and, and the rock and roll series is co-ed, so you know sharing it with your with your all your friends is important. Uh, there's another series that's called uh, the Nike Women's Marathon, and I someday I'm going to do it because <laughs> they talk about at the end there's a guy in a tuxedo handing out Tiffany to you, you know, their uh, <laughs> award is a Tiffany necklace. And so thinking about creatively, what, you know, what can you do to stand out right now? There's, there's so much competition in the, uh, in the race world, you know, the color runs, the, the zombie runs. And so what is it that's going to make your, um, your experience different at those races? Uh, what can you offer those women uh, that's gonna, you know, make them smile, make them laugh, make them come over and see you, and you know, want to continue the relationship afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that there are so many gold standards out there, and um, y- you know, I look at the Race for the Cure. I mean, just seeing what's mm. happened with that organization, yep. and it feels like that should set on itself over and over again. Um, it feels just like it's it's. There is no other organization that does it as well around breast cancer awareness. Um, so that's just one of them. But there are many, many others. Um, you know, Iron Man does a nice job. Uh, but I, I think that uh, uh, I can't say that I have personal experience with Iron Man. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, uh, I, I was going to say I have, and it was. Uh, it was it was a scene. I have to say, from a sponsor standpoint, uh, it was it was crazy because there were so many sponsors and so many people vying for your attention uh, that you know if you're going to do one of those events, uh, you you're really going to have to stand out as a brand and have something have a unique uh, presence and you know, do something different. Uh, and I just signed up for Ironman Boulder, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what kind of communication I get before <laughs> before that event. And the last thing I was going to tell you, my first ever 5K was actually the Race for the Cure. Oh, wow. I uh, did that. Yeah, so so I kind of have both ends of the, the crazy spectrum, but they do a fantastic job. And, you know, having that camaraderie is so important. And, yes. you know, if you can think about how your brand can help build those friendships and, and deepen those relationships. Yeah, and um, then your brand you can, becomes great, intrinsic, right, to that to that uh, relationship, yep. right? Yeah, well, definitely. congratulations on pursuing that. Iron Man Boulder. I hope that I hope that goes well. When is that scheduled for? Uh, it's next August, so I've got a year uh, to train for it. I've got I have a half Iron in half Iron Man in uh, in about a month. So and then I'll 
then I'll recover through the winter and start back up. But it's uh, it's beautiful here. The the mountains are a little challenging, but I'm sure it'll be yeah. fun. Oh, hey, you've got a year. I'm sure you could probably do it today, Leslie, knowing you. So <laughs> a year will no. be no problem. <laughs> well, no. for everybody listening today, I, I would love to invite them to go to previshmarketing.com, P-R-E-V-I-S-H marketing.com. Leslie, thank you so much for being on, and I wish you just the best of luck with your consultancy. Thanks so much. It was great talking to you, Maria. Yep, you too. And we'll have you back maybe after that next Iron Man <laughs> to hear how it went. <laughs> Sounds good. And thanks Take to care. George for another great show as well. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.